We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Raptors Nation? It is Luca here back with another Raptors Nation podcast on this Thursday, November 30th. As we wind down November, the Toronto Raptors are coming off arguably their biggest and best win of the season. After putting up back-to-back bad performances, the Toronto Raptors stand tall. They got in at 4 a.m. They were fatigued. Sleep-deprived, but it did not matter. They were run on adrenaline, and they beat the Phoenix Suns to snap their seven-game winning streak. Unbelievable stuff. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Scotty Barnes, the state of the Raptors, and then we are going to end today's show by talking about the latest rumors coming out of Raptors land. Before we get started, do me a solid, guys. Hit a like over here on YouTube, and please subscribe to the channel for more content on the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. Help us hit 1,000 subs. And remember, you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. The Raptors Nation podcast coming to you every Thursday on YouTube and podcast streaming platform. So we are going to start with Scotty Barnes. And if you want to get my whole reaction to the game that was against the Suns, I did drop a recap last night you can go check that out but I wanted to specifically talk about Scotty Barnes to open up today's show because Scotty Barnes I mean when he is locked in and when he turns the corner he's a completely different animal and what I mean by that is Scotty Barnes gets off to a slow start in the first half and then he completely turns things around in that second half particularly in that fourth quarter Scotty Barnes scoring 12 points in the fourth He had four in the first half. I mean, he completely was dialed in, ready to go as Scotty Barnes finished this game, guys, just with unbelievable numbers. And when Scotty Barnes plays like this, the Raptors are tough to beat. Scotty Barnes, 23 points, 7 of 15 shooting, 1 of 3 from 3, 8 of 8 from the free throw line, which is great to see because the Raptors have struggled mightily from the free throw line. 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocked shots. He was a plus 14, and like I said, he just completely turned it up a notch in that second half. And 
Scotty Barnes did an amazing job defensively as well. I mean, he had times where he guard Kevin Durant, and then he had times where he guarded Devin Booker. KD was 11 of 30 from the field for 30 points. It took him that many shot attempts to put to get that 30 points to fall. And you got to credit OJ Nanobi too. He did a fantastic job. But Barnes did have moments where he did have Kevin Durant. And then when he was the primary defender on Devin Booker, Devin Booker was an absolute non-factor in this one. I know he was in and out of this game dealing with a tweak, but Devin Booker, he's used to putting up big numbers. He was held to just eight points on two of 12 shooting. He was 0 of 4 from three. So that was a huge win for this Raptors team, you know, keeping the Suns All-Stars in check. And, you know, Kevin Durant, like I said, exploded for 30. But listen, he didn't shoot the ball well. You'll take that. You're not going to completely shut down KD, but the Raptors made it tough on Durant and Booker in this one. As Scotty Barnes, he got the chain, and there was a play that kind of went viral online of showing a possession of Scotty Barnes being absolutely everywhere. And, I mean, that just speaks to the ability of Barnes like when he is truly locked in guys he is truly locked in and you know Barnes 19 points five rebounds two assists six of 11 from the field in that second half fourth quarter Scotty was alive and well and what do you know good things happen when Scotty Barnes is aggressive when Scotty Barnes is engaged and when Scotty Barnes facilitates and orchestrates the offense out there when things run through Scotty this Raptors team looks completely different so Barnes had another standout performance standout game standout fourth quarter performance and it caught the attention of Kevin Durant as Kevin Durant praised Scotty Barnes after the game uh, Brian Meller asked Kevin Durant about Scotty Barnes and how he is growing as a player and Durant says that Barnes is getting more comfortable as Darko is trusting him to bring the ball up the court, play point forward, and he's shooting threes at a high right now. Kevin Durant also says the sky's the limit for Barnes. So pretty good praise there from Durant. I mean, Durant is one of the greatest players. When it's all said and done, he's one of the greatest players of all time. And this wasn't the first time that Durant actually praised Barnes. I mean, you can tell Durant, he uh, has his eyes on Barnes and, you know, he thinks highly of him as this is what Barnes actually said about, or this is what Durant actually said about Barnes going back to Barnes' rookie season. And this was following a game that the Nets had against the Raptors. And I quote, what's more rare about Scotty Barnes is his IQ for the game, his length and his enthusiasm for the game. And all that stuff shines bright when you watch him play. So Kevin Durant recognizes game. And, you know, I think he hit it on the head there where he says the sky's the limit because Scotty Barnes, you only got to ask yourself, I mean, how good can this guy become if he can consistently put it together for a full game? Because Scotty Barnes is truly remarkable in the sense where he can put forth an entire game's production in like 12 minutes, 15 minutes. Like he just has these spurts where he plays the game at an extremely high level. And, you know, obviously this was needed for Barnes coming off some back-to-back questionable performances and Barnes really needed a bounce back game and he got it. So hopefully for Scotty, he can build off this, you know, being able to outshine out duel down the stretch, some pretty big all-stars and beat a Phoenix Suns team that came in ridiculously hot. One of the best teams in the NBA. 
it goes to show, you know, how good of a player Barnes can be and how this Raptors team can show flashes of brilliance when they want to. And, you know, speaking of the Raptors, like, what is the state of the Raptors at this point? This has been such a bizarre season, as I put it on X. Just an up-and-down roller coaster of a season. Every time there seems to be talks about blowing it up, the Raptors turn in one of their best performances of the year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Year, and you look at the Raptors, guys. They are 9-10 and 10 right now through 19 games. That 20th game will be on Friday against the Knicks. Five of the Raptors' nine wins have come against the Timberwolves, who are the number one seed in the West, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Dallas Mavericks, the Indiana Pacers, and the Phoenix Suns, who had won seven games in a row. But then the Raptors have had some bad losses this season where they've lost to the likes of the Chicago Bulls, the Brooklyn Nets. So... You really don't know what you're going to get from this team. And then not to mention, they've had games that were much closer than they should have been against bottom teams. I mean, terrible teams. The Spurs, they almost lost against them, and they're clearly at the bottom of the West right now. And uh, they were in that dogfight against the Wizards, who are terrible. And then, of course, the Raptors did blow the Pistons out of the water, but the Pistons are just in their own tier right now of being bad. So... It's like the Raptors turn it up a notch whenever they know they got to go up against a formidable opponent. Remember, they actually looked good and competitive in that loss against the Celtics a couple of uh, games ago on that Friday. So it's just been that inconsistent theme for this team. And, you know, we were ready to collectively say, okay, you know, this is the start of it. Raptors going to fall off the bridge. They're heading towards that inedible blow it up period. Like the Bulls are fully into that now because the Bulls have just falling off that cliff when the Raptors lost those two games the way that they did against the Cavaliers and Nets I started to get the feeling okay here we go you know the Raptors they got the Suns not looking good they're probably gonna lose this game and they might enter that blow it up territory of just going in a rut and losing these games and making their path pretty clear but then they win this game against the Suns and it's kind of been that type of story for the Raptors it's like They'll play terribly, and then you're ready to say, okay, here it comes. They're going to fall off the cliff. This team's about to be terrible. But then they pull you in with a solid win like this. So it's just that inconsistency and 500 play that really has 
fans frustrated because that's the definition of a team stuck in the middle where they do show signs where they look really good, but then they have these abomination of games when they play teams that they should handle. And you just hope that the Raptors sooner rather than later, as we approach the 20 game mark can go on a roll and form some consistency, especially if they, you know, want to keep this thing together. Management has hopes about keeping the band in place. They're going to have to show it. They cannot continue to play this 500 sub 500 style of basketball because it's just going to be, you know, a middling team. And that's not where you want to be. That was basically what the Raptors were a season ago. So, you know, you want to give this team the benefit of the doubt coming off of a big win. Can they beat the Knicks to make a 10 and 10 before they go into their little break? And then they resume action with uh, their games being announced for the teams that did not make it to the in-season tournament quarterfinals. The Raptors are going to be playing the Heat and the Hornets. So can the Raptors get that win, get to 10 and 10, and then start to really build some momentum? Because if the Raptors are going to keep playing with us like this, where they win two, lose two, vice versa, they're not going to go anywhere. And it's just going to be denying the inevitable of you know this team needing to pick a direction and and needing to uh rebuild um because right now i think you know it's safe to say whatever happens the one constant is going to be scotty barnes he's not going anywhere raptors i mean i'm a non-starter in conversations for superstars in the past whatever happens from here scotty barnes is going to be that main pillar of this team now it's about are the raptors going to show enough over the next stretch here to prove that they can compete with this group or are they going to follow this inconsistent theme? Because if that's the case, then, you know, you still have to go out there and make changes and pick a direction because, you know, guys like OG, Siakam and Gary Trent Jr. who are all on contract years are going to garner some attention, a lot of attention at the trade deadline, especially guys like OG and Siakam. So, Look, we'll see how the Raptors look from here on out, but I I know there's people who are high on this team thinking, you know, they just need time to figure it out under a new coach, Darko Ryakovic, and I get that point, but at the same time, they got to prove it because it is nice to have these wins, but then if they follow up solid wins against good teams like this with duds against teams like the Knicks and you kind of follow that pattern throughout, then you're just going to be spinning your tires and denying yourself of, changes that you should probably make that's going to better position yourself in the long term so state of the raptors right now they're going to keep playing it out and wait and see and i feel like that's been the theme for this team going back to last season just you want to see how they're going to look over stretches 20 game mark coming against the knicks we'll see how the raptors look at the 30 game mark and if they can really separate themselves and start to go on a run here and uh, show that they are more than just an inconsistent 500 team. Because, you know, like I said, they have moments where they look really, really good, but then moments where they look really, really bad. And it's just been that type of season for them thus far. But speaking of, you know, Siakam, Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr. being in contract years, I actually wanted to end today's show by talking about the latest rumors, fitting it in here at the end, because, uh, of course, there are going to be a lot of rumors revolving the Raptors roster if they struggle and continue to show signs of inconsistency as Michael Scotto put out a piece and he had a couple of interesting tidbits 
to say here, as Michael Scotto did write that the Raptors are the wildcard team NBA executives around the league are keeping an eye on. For now, Toronto is giving first-year coach Darko Ryakovich a chance to see what the current group can accomplish, which is what I just said, before deciding whether to trade the likes of Siakam and Anobi Trent Jr. He actually added in here Thad Young and Otto Porter Jr. closer to the trade deadline. Now, he does write, Scotto, that several teams could make a trade for Siakam, including the Hawks, Kings, Sixers, Pacers, etc., as Siakam will be looking for a max contract as or as close to it as possible this summer. And uh, he is Hoops Hype's number two overall free agent. And uh, if Toronto is willing to pay up for Siakam, they'll keep him, an NBA executive opinion. I think the same goes for Ananobi too. Now, in terms of Ananobi, Scotto writes, as outlined on the Hoops Hypes podcast, the Philadelphia 76ers are one of the potential teams who could give Ananobi a max contract this summer. Philadelphia could also try to trade for Ananobi and resign him with bird rights while keeping Tobias Harris. Ananobi, who's expected to decline his $19.93 million player option and become one of the top unrestricted free agents this summer. He remains obviously one of the top two-way wing players. And that is a concern that could be had where, you know, it's a weaker draft class, or sorry, weaker free agency class like it was last offseason. And a guy like Ananobi could get a very compelling, enticing short-term max deal similar to what Fred got. And as we saw, Fred took the money, Raptors did not want to match, and he walked. So in a weaker free agency class, again, set for the summer of 2024, we could see a team like the Sixers get aggressive, put together a very compelling short-term max contract for Ananobi that is too much for him to say no to, unless the Raptors, of course, match it and give Ananobi what he wants, which is why the Raptors kind of have to figure out the direction quick here because uh, they're going to have some big decisions revolving their free agents, Siakam and Ananobi. You definitely don't want to lose guys like that for nothing as you lost Fred Van Vliet. You don't want to make the same mistake again because that would just be simply inexcusable from this front office. And then he writes, Trent Jr., a career 38% three-point shooter whose uh, camp had short-term extension talks with Toronto that fell through to this point, will become an unrestricted free agent this summer. So Gary Trent Jr., I know there's been a lot of talk about Ojin Anobi, Pascal Siakam, but Gary Trent Jr. could very well get a lot of interest from teams who feel like they're one of those role player pieces away from making a deep playoff run. So what I'll say is this in terms of, you know, how I see the Raptors proceeding here and what I think is going to happen. I'll first start by saying, you know, I don't think the Raptors should trade OG and Obi. And Blake Murphy actually put it perfectly on X. I retweeted him when he said, never split up Barnes and Ananobi. I think it's going to come down to the Raptors have to maybe pick between an Ananobi or Siakam to pair with Barnes long-term and pay up for that player. And I think it's going to have to be OG and Obi. Actually, I don't think it has to be OG and Obi if I'm picking one over the other because OG and Obi has shown that he is a better complementary piece to Scotty Barnes. Obviously, you would have to work the roster around those guys. It wouldn't just be them. But, you know, those are two good starting foundational pieces, I think, if the Raptors do want to take this thing in a different direction and fully want to commit to the rebuild around Scotty Barnes. Because Ojin and Obi, I mean, there's a reason why the Raptors have been reluctant to trade this guy. And I know this is going to sound cliche, but a player like him doesn't grow on trees, honestly. Like, Ojin and Obi 
has turned into one of the best 3 and D players in the entire league. It takes a special type of talent that can go out there and hit threes as he hit a huge three over Kevin Durant late in the game against the Suns, which I felt won the Raptors the game because that was a pivotal point of that game. Raptors were only down, were only up two. OG hits that big three. All of a sudden, they go up five with a buck and change left in that game. OG and Obi, you talk about what he means to this team on the defensive end. It is so valuable. And when he is paired with Scotty Barnes, those guys have shown that they can be a dynamic duo. Look at OG Ananobi on defense this season, guy. He has held DeMar DeRozan to 3 of 14 shooting. Victor Wabanyama to 4 of 11 shooting. Anthony Edwards to 1 of 10. Franz Wagner to 3 of 8. Donovan Mitchell to 2 of 7. Devin Booker to 0 of 3. Carl Anthony Towns to 0 of 3. Embiid to 0 of 2 whenever Ananobi has been the primary defender on those very, very good players. So Ananobi is going to get a lot of attention, regardless if it's at the trade deadline or in free agency next summer. And if the Raptors are going to boil this down to who are we going to pick between Ananobi and Siakam to pair with Barnes for the future, I would choose Ananobi and I would not hesitate. I think if the Raptors are inevitably going to trade one of their big pieces, key pieces, it is a Siakam at the trade deadline. So you can try to get a compelling package that will help the foundation pieces of Ananobi and Barnes moving forward. So I think if the Raptors are going to entertain offers and it continues to be this up and down, inconsistent season and they decide, okay, look, we don't want to pay Siakam the max. Instead of letting him walk for nothing and you know got, not getting anything for him in return, let's try to get something for him at the deadline. I think that's the move to make. You try to trade Siakam, get the best package that you can. Because I know people are saying, but you know teams are not going to want to trade for Siakam if he's on an expiring deal. Siakam can still give those teams his commitment and you know still get a deal done in the summer. We saw something similar go down with the Mavs and Kyrie, where they traded for Kyrie, who was on a contract year, and they got something done with him long-term. So it would be a team that feels like they're Siakam away from competing for a championship. So that's how I would handle this if I'm the Raptors. I wouldn't trade OG, and I would see what great deals you can get for Pascal Siakam. As I truly think, when you look at this thing, Barnes and Ananobi are the best fit here. And I do think, you know, inevitably, Siakam and Barnes over the long haul, if they do want to take that next step, I just think they do too many of the same things for them to really complement each other as well as you want them to, that you'd, you'd be better off and it'd be in your best interest to trade Siakam for a package where you can get pieces that better fit a Scotty Barnes. Because Ananobi has been a solid fit with Barnes, and we have seen it. And I mean, whenever you got a guy like Ananobi who can hit threes and play defense, he basically fills voids for this team with his skill set. His skill set is far, far more important in this situation. So I think that's, you know, the play here, guys. If the Raptors head down that hole where, you know, they're not going to make a run, they're not going to be a playoff team, they kind of follow this inconsistent theme and we approach the trade deadline, you trade Siakam. You see what you can get for him. 
But, you know, Ananobi has shown that he's a keeper. And he has said in the past that he wants to be here. And if you are going to pay Ananobi big time money, it's justified with what he has been able to do. And if you are going to bring back a guy on a big deal, I'd rather it be Ananobi than Siakam. And that's my take on this thing. And that's basically been my take from the beginning of this all. So we will see if we go down that hole, you know, just when it looks like they're inevitably going to go down that hole, the Raptors reel you back in with a huge win. So that is basically the latest rumors. Nothing surprising. I mean, the Raptors have talented players on the roster that teams are going to be interested in. If the Raptors do end up becoming sellers and shopping these guys around, so we will see what happens with that. But overall, the Raptors, they are 9-10. and 10. This has been a very strange, weird, unorthodox season. And we will see which version of the Raptors we get against the Knicks. Let me know your thoughts, guys, on today's show. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. That is it for me. Make sure you keep it locked and loaded on the Raptors Nation podcast every Thursday. And I do drop a Raptors postgame video after every single Raptors game. So you don't want to miss that as well. That is it for me. This is Lucas signing off. As always, thank you so much for watching. I will catch you all again in the next one. Stay safe.